Thank you for tuning in to the Practical Preservation Podcast. Please take a moment to visit our website, practicalpreservationservices.com, for additional information and tips to help you restore your historical home. If you've not done so, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and also like us on Facebook. Welcome to the Practical Preservation Podcast, hosted by Danielle and Jonathan Kepperling. Kepperling Preservation Services is a family-owned business based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, dedicated to the preservation of our built architectural history for today's use as well as future generations. Our weekly podcast provides you with expert advice specific to the unique needs of renovating a historic home, educating by sharing our from-the-trenches preservation knowledge and our guests' expertise, balancing modern needs while maintaining the historical significance, character, and beauty of your period home. So today on the Practical Preservation Podcast, we have uh, John High, uh, the barn saver with us. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your background. Well, I was uh, born in Pennsylvania. I was three months old. My family moved to Texas to be missionaries to Mexico. And some of us migrated our way back up here, mostly because of the economy, the uh, the uh, the poverty level there. So uh, uh, anyway, and then, uh, well, I started out in excavating. Well, I had three kids and eight grandchildren and another step-granddaughter, but, um, and then uh, they're all grown, of course. <laughs> and then uh, I worked for an excavating company, uh, different excavating company. I was with one for like 14 years. I thought I was going to be a lifer there. And it was the start of the first Persian Gulf War. I got laid off August 1st, 1990. I got laid off. My wife was due to have our now 30-year-old, 31-year-old son. And I, uh, our country was going to war all at the same time. And right. it was, I was devastated. Now, uh, the, the way I got into barn saving was I worked for that excavating company. My employer would take me out to a site and say, get rid of that garbage. That meant the house, the barn, anything that was there, we just smashed it up and sent it to the landfill or oh, burn it all right? Yeah. And that made me sick. So yeah. uh, I started working evenings and weekends. My boss was thrilled because I was saving him thousands of dollars. And, <laughs> and then I uh, started to, uh, when I got laid off, there was an ad in the paper for, uh, it was actually a house. And I bid that one and I got it and been doing it ever since, 31 years. Yeah, I think that um, in preser- in preserving things, I think that people don't always think about all of the waste that goes into new construction oh. and, and and demolition. And and there is it's it's the I I've, I've heard statistics that it's like twenty percent of our of our solid waste is is construction related, and I can believe it because I have info that it's thirty percent. Thirty, yeah, yeah. That uh, is from just new construction and old construction combined. But. Right. So, so why, so why did you feel like preserving the the houses and the barns that you were at being, you know, t- tearing down? Why did you feel like that was important? Well, because our forefathers worked so hard. Well, you know the saying: they don't make them like they used to. Right. Uh, it's a hundred percent true. You can't even get that type of wood today because they farm the trees. And, our forefathers right. worked so hard to build these things and they last 150 years 
if you keep a good roof on them and a good foundation under them, they'll last another 150, 200 years. And, yeah. Very true. Yeah. Yeah, very true. So, and, and um, so when you, so tell me about your work um, at, at Barn Saver. Like, what do you do? Well, pretty much everything. Okay. <laughs> Start on the inside and clean out all the debris out, whatever's in there. And then okay. we have to pick up the flooring first because we don't want them getting wet. They've been dry for 150 years. Right. They'll just soak that water up like a sponge and destroy them. So we take all the boards out and then uh, start on the roof and then work our way down to the siding. And I do, I still climb the ladders at 58 years <laughs> old. We all do a lot of the work. Yeah. Excuse me. And uh, then some of the barns are in good enough condition that I'll draw a blueprint and tag every piece. Then I ship that off as a kit to be put back up somewhere else. And uh, so it has a tag and a blueprint. They can figure out how to put it together. I've shipped them to, I think I'm at 22 states now. now. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Different buildings. Now, some states have numerous ones. Um, one of the ones, uh, I sold three small buildings to a guy out in Puget Sound in Washington State. So it moved from the East Coast to the West Coast. As far oh, my as goodness. Yeah. So that was in, they were in the Poconos and moved to Puget Sound. Um, there's a guy in North Carolina that I've probably sold 20, maybe 25 buildings to him, and he put them back up. But then, are I, they, I, yeah, are they mostly going back up then to be like, re, um, to be at, used as in agriculture? Or are they mostly going back up to be like adaptively reused as like a house or some other? Most of the time, the house. Uh, okay. Yeah. Or sometimes a business, but most of the times it's they're converted into houses. Okay. Very cool. And then if it's not in good shape, but you still have like the timber or the lumber and the timbers there, do you then just sell the those pieces? Correct. I, I parts the building out okay. and sell all the pieces to individuals that want to use it just as decorative in their homes mm -hmm. or people that are fixing up barns, what have you. And that need, yeah. uh, I still salvage about 90% of the barn, even though I uh, take them down. Uh, I parts them out. About 90% of the barn is salvageable. Sometimes 95 or even more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I would assume that as, as long as it's not in terrible shape, like it just based, I haven't been in a ton of barns, but just based on the barns that I've been in, they're they pretty solidly built. And I would think that most of it would be unless something, unless something terrible happened inside. <laughs> well, I mean, water dam, water is the worst. And then yeah. also um, they get the powder post beetle, but oh, yeah. that if they get moisture. So if there's no, if you keep the moisture out of them, they, they can't survive. Nothing can right. survive without moisture. But uh, so many of the barns now underneath are getting that because they're not using them as much. Mm -hmm. So they're closed up. They're designed to be air going through them and keeping the moisture out. And then it can dry out. That, right. makes, that yeah. makes sense. That, that definitely makes sense to me. So um, we talked a little bit about why you why you do what you do. Can, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Well, I've always been tried to save things and recycle everything I could, um, and it's just it's in my blood. <laughs> I, uh, I just I can't see throwing things into the trash that can be reused. Right, right, and I I I, I completely understand that, and I think that reusing building and building parts is really the ultimate recycling. I mean, even on a small scale, when we have like light fixtures or something that come out that are still good, I'll take them over to Habitat Restore because I, it doesn't make sense to throw them away if somebody else can use them. Right. That's for yeah. Sure. yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about like who your clients are, what, what geographic areas do you, do you work in? 
Well, uh, clients are pretty much anybody that has a barn. Um, now, I do work with the several different uh, barn repair specialists that, uh, like I just did one for a, it's a Pennsylvania Barn Company, PA Barn Company. He uh, had got this, acquired this barn and he hires me to do the dismantling for him. And then he will put it back up again. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I, so I work with several contractors, but mostly it's just private property owners that I, they contact me um, through, of course, my website, word of mouth, uh, uh, what have you. Uh, they uh, contact me and I just go and take a look at it. And if we work something out, I take it down. As far as the uh, area I cover, it's mostly northeastern Pennsylvania, well, central Pennsylvania. I do up into the Poconos some. Um, I've been in, a little bit into Maryland, Delaware um new jersey a little bit but uh most of it is within an hour and a half drive from home right right and um, i would think that going into those other areas you see different types of barn construction than too. i mean the basic principles are the same but they were they were building them a little bit differently exactly exactly and you could go different barns in one area and you could tell that the same person built those <laughs> and then it, <laughs> Yeah. People had their different blueprints and their different style. Right. And you could tell, you know, if, if that person built it or, oh, they got somebody different for this one. But uh, yeah. I've done a lot of barns up in the Poconos. And oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Are, they, with, are those, um, do they still have the German influence we have here or is it more the Dutch? No, it's it's the German. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was I was just curious because I know when you get into New York, you get into the Dutch influence. So I didn't know, right. like, it's kind of in between. So, um, are there um, notable projects that you've helped to to take dismantle the barns? Not that were that notable for years. I was supposed to be doing the star barn. Okay. Was the media. I was supposed to be doing that. Yeah. But that was doing it was going to move it up to Grantville, and then uh, the economy tanked, and that right. I think it was like thirteen years, but it was all over the media that I'm going to be doing that one, <laughs> and the economy and. Uh, um, that uh, nonprofit fell through, but then another nonprofit picked it up, and they wanted the same person to take it down and put it back up again, and okay. and do the finishing work. And that's yeah. just not my forte, yeah. so uh, I didn't get that that one. But the one that I'm in right now is actually my wife's writing studio. It oh, was her grandparents. Yeah. yeah, it was her grandparents' barn, and I uh, dismantled it. I had to acquire it. I dismantled it put it up my family helped us put it together here by hand mm. it's just a small barn but right. uh, it's uh, uh 18 16 by 18 and the second floor of it is her writing studio and that's where oh, I'm at very cool yes very, very cool um yeah the uh star barn it's I I actually of those of the buildings that were up there I like the little outbuildings the best <laughs> those little the little uh uh gothic revival you know details on the on the little outbuildings i i thought they were more interesting than the big barn itself <laughs> well they all of those buildings are put back up and then some from nearby farms that were yeah. the same uh modder was his name yeah. um put back up in elizabethtown in elizabethtown yeah so yeah i knew that they had moved because they also um took down the barn um at uh across from um Oh, I can't by the Meyer, the mayor Hess barn um, on Fruitville Pike. And I know that one went up there too. Yep. So, and you mentioned your, your wife's writing studio. So tell me a little bit about the barn saver book. 
Well, my kids would always help me out when they, they were younger. And uh, so she got the idea of this book of a boy helping his father to dismantle a barn. Okay. And uh, so it's basically a true story, but uh, fictionalized somewhat with the, uh, <clears throat> with the, you know, they write the uh, children's book, but uh, um, it, it's exactly what it was. <laughs> they were helping me out and she came up with the idea and here, there's the book. <laughs> oh yes. That's, that's fun. Is that still, is that still available on your website? I think so. It would be on her website. Her name okay. is Linda Oatman High. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. You could probably find it on Amazon or somewhere too. Yeah. I'm sure. Okay. Very good. Yeah. That, um, I think that that's really fun and it's a fun way to introduce children to the idea of not just, you know, not just, um, it's, it's a way to introduce, you know, the idea of recycling, but also the idea of like maybe working, you know, in trades rather than, you know, every, you know, everybody right. going into, into college and, and things like that. Um, so, uh, so tell me a little bit about from your, your, your kind of corner of the world, the challenges and trends that you see in preservation. Uh, the challenges, um, of course, it's very hard work and very dangerous work, but uh, um, one of the biggest challenges is the uh, building development um, because they're in a hurry. Right. When they get a barn, they don't have time for me to take it apart piece by piece. Now, I do work with some of them that they uh, <clears throat> will take the building apart with the machine, but they'll set the pieces out for me to where I can pick um. them up. Yeah. Does that, do you find that causes um, damage to the, oh, or yes. is it, it okay. More, yeah. yeah, more so than with the way I would take it down. Of right. Course. Certainly, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I would, I would think that that would be a lot, it would be a lot faster, but you're not, you're, you're, you're damaging some of that historic fabric. I mean, it's better than, it's better than the alternate, <laughs> I guess, if you're, if you're going in, 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 uh, in, uh, what, uh, like levels of, of that's like kind of in the middle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so very, uh, yeah. When I first started doing this, the uh, uh, historical societies, they hated me. They really? were like, yes, they, they, they hated me because you're not saving barns. You're taking them down. I said, but uh, look, look, you can only save so many. Right. What's going to happen to all the ones that you can't save. Right. And they were like, you know, we never thought of it that way. Well, and I, yeah, and I think that's really true. And I try to be practical. I do some consulting work for historical historical societies, and and I I try to be very practical. Like there there are some buildings you can save, but there are some that you can't, and you need to find the best alternative. Exactly. Uh, because it's it any that anything is better than completely tearing it down and just oh, throwing sure. it away. Yeah, exactly, definitely. Yeah. And, and with barns, especially with, you know, moving away from agriculture and insurance companies don't want those outbuildings on properties. It, you know, it, it gets, so you're, I, I agree with you. I think that that really is, if you're not farming, it doesn't really make sense to have a barn on your property. Right. And also with the farming anymore, another. Uh, well, they're changing the way they're farming. Yeah. They're exactly. The equipment won't even fit in. They're too heavy to go in the barns and too big. And uh, the, the some of them, they the top is empty and they just milk the cows down below you. Yeah, right. Yeah. They can't put the hay in there. They can't they put their tractors in. And everything's too big. Yeah. Yeah. So that I think that that's it's a it's a reality. But I think reusing it and recycling is the is the is the next best thing because not not everything can be 
safe because the use, I think that for things to be preserved, they need to be useful. Right, right. And, and, and if it's not useful, somebody's not going to put a lot of money into to maintaining it. And then it's going to just be uh, demolished by neglect anyway. Right, exactly. Yeah. They didn't get a hole in the roof. It doesn't take long for it to <laughs> no. damage the structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a, a property that I had to look at uh, for an easement and there had been, there had not been a roof on the property for seven years and the whole inside was gone. And I'm like, all, all it would have taken was a tarp. <laughs> like, truth, like, this was not going to be hard. <laughs> we did not need to lose all of this. I was, I was, I was, I was fired up when I left there. <laughs> so, um, is there anything that you um, would like to promote? I don't know if you have any events coming up. I know everybody's events are kind of like, um, uh, or, you know, if you have anything for sale, I know we talked about the book a little bit. At this time, I have a barn that is uh, 42 by 46. Okay. It's a really tall one. It's 17 feet tall. Woo, yeah. Um, that I am in the process of taking down, and I'm hoping to find a home for it that it can be put back up and uh, maybe be somebody's house. Oh, yes. Um, does that, um, what type of barn is it? It's uh, it's sawn oak, mostly almost okay. all oak. It's all mortar. The barns I do are all mortise and tenon, mm-hmm. uh, post and beam. Um, it's a bank barn, Pennsylvania okay. bank barn. Yeah, and it's uh, in, in really good shape. I mean, everyone will have some issues. There's no right. it's inevitable because they've right. been there long, but uh, it's got a couple of problems, but nothing serious at all. Oh, very, very cool. Well, I'm happy to, I'm happy to let people know, know about that. And then how can someone contact you? Um, I, I know you mentioned your website. Are there other, other, uh, do you have any social media or anything? Uh, I'm on Facebook. Okay. Uh, Barn Saver is on Facebook. And also, uh, I mean, I can give you my email, my phone number, anything you would like. Okay. Yeah. Feel free. Cause we'll make sure it's on our our site where the podcast is hosted. And then if people are hearing this, they can always go there and look and, and find it all in one place. Sure. My email is barnsaver. It's, it's singular. Everybody wants to make a plural for something. <laughs> barnsaver at gmail.com. Okay. And my phone is 717-572-1619. Okay. Well, very good. Did, um, was there anything that, um, I didn't think to ask you or that you thought about while we were talking that you wanted to share before we wrap up? Well, one neat thing about the book is uh, in the story of the line of the book, uh, the father tells the son that this barn has lived here for over 150 years. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to live another 150 years in 150 different, I think it was a hundred places. I'm sorry. A hundred right. yeah. hundred places, a hundred different places. Cause it was a barn that I was parting out. Right. And that was kind of neat. And then of course, um, as far as items for sale, I almost always have siding, flooring, you know, any part beams. And also in uh, Myerstown, I have a storage shed that has all kinds of doors, hardware, windows. I mean, pretty much everything from old houses and old barns. Oh, very cool. So so if somebody's looking for a particular piece, they could reach out to you and see if, if, you, if you have it. A couple hundred strap hinges, and I have the panels to go with. It's in a tobacco shed and the tobacco shed is probably almost half full of just my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I I know how that accumulating things goes. (laughs) 
<laughs> set up really nice. It's pretty much like a store you can walk yeah. through and look at the doors and look at yeah, look at everything. It's, it's I have it set up pretty decent. So okay, very cool. Yeah, I, I will. I definitely will make sure that we have that on the site too. And and if we're looking for things, I'll make sure that we reach out to you also. So very good. Thank you. Thank you very much for for joining me today. I really enjoyed our conversation. Well, thanks for having me, and I enjoyed the conversation likewise. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Practical Preservation Podcast. The resources discussed during this episode are on our website at practicalpreservationservices.com forward slash podcast. If you received value from this episode and know someone else that will get value from it as well, please share it with them. Join us next week for another episode of the Practical Preservation Podcast. For more information on restoring your historic home, visit practicalpreservationservices.com.